Warning, you are about to listen to the masters of the obvious. But to be honest, they aren't masters of shit. It's just my mom and her dumbass friend. So if you like interviews, nerdy stuff, and bad puns, you're going to want to listen to this. Point of view. You walk in on me changing. Oh God, I'm so sorry. No, stay. And welcome to the second episode of Masters of the Obvious. I'm Kirsten Bozio. And I'm Cynthia Rose. And I've been here the whole time. On today's <laughs> pod, we have an interview with Nicole Sloan. We talk about being a weird mom, comic books, and Twilight. And Kirsten and I talk nerd news and share our literal slogans. But first, we'd like to remind you to go to mastersoftheobvious.com. We have a ton of merch for sale, and if you'd like to support this pod by buying these hags swaggity swag, (laughs) well, we really appreciate you. And hey, your butt sure looks cute today. We promise not to say hag swaggity swag anymore. You can check that out and show your support at mastersoftheobvious.com. Cynthia. Yeah. Is your body ready? Oh my God. If it's nerd news, my body is ready. I got a hot injection of nerd news coming right your way. I don't know if that sounds appealing, but I am so ready. (laughs) Well, here it is. Brian K. The Brian K. <laughs> the Brian K. wrote this amazing series called Paper Girls for Image Comics, and it's being developed into a series by Amazon Prime. Fucking Amazon Prime. Yes, Amazon Prime. Do it, Amazon Prime. <laughs> do it. Just do it. I've been, I, it. I want this so bad. I am so excited for this. And have you seen Euphoria? Just the way that it's tinted literally looks the way that Paper Girls is illustrated. And I hope they go that route. Yes, you know I've seen Euphoria. The makeup in that. Mwah. I just want it to be just as aesthetic as the source material. That's all I want. Well, I'm not into keep getting my hopes up, but I am excited. I'm into getting your butt up oh. into my face. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Liz, I, I don't know if you knew this. I'm a pickup artist. What's your flair? Do you wear some flair? <laughs> oh, I wear uh, a Kangol hat. Oh, wow. Do you have, a, do you have a, a, a boa? Do you wear a boa? I have a boa and I have Ugg flip-flops. Ooh, girl, those are some, those are some topic starters. <laughs> Ow, that kid's got some enigma. <laughs> so uh, also in news is that Adventure Time Distant Lands is going to be hitting the HBO soon. So excited about that, too. I'm so excited about these nerd newses. Have you not noticed that the world has gone to shit since Adventure Time stopped? Holy forkin' shirt. Oh, my God. Talk you and on. <laughs> <laughs> we got a conspiracy theory for you, boys. Also being announced is Netflix doing a Witcher spinoff. And it's about the first ever Witcher. So this is before the time of Geralt. Yeah. Okay. So you started strong and now you've lost me. Anyway, I'm into it. Obviously, if it's before Geralt's time, then we're probably not getting Henry Cavill. So where's the appeal there? I mean, who knows who they have up their sleeve? Those just crazy Netflix guys. You better get me a greased up himbo or I'm out. <laughs> Somebody get Hemsworth on the line. I want to talk about possible casting the rumors swirling around right now oh i love rumors hit it hit me with them we've got our personal favorite brie larson as samus and the metroid live action yes she approves it which means i approve it so green light go yeah we also got janelle monet wanting to play storm in black panther 2 saying that it's always been her dream to play that character we love Janelle Monet. We love Brie Larson. This is all good news. I hope it happens. 
I don't know if they said there was going to be a storm in the next Black Panther. Is she just pulling that out of the ether? Or is she a huge comic book fan and knows that Storm was the queen of Wakanda at one point? Because she was. Either she knows it or there's a script floating around with Storm in it. I mean, Janelle Monae, if anyone, would know. She's, she's on, she knows everything. Right? She's all knowing. That's who I right? pray to every night. Right? Me too. Give me guidance, Janelle Monet. <laughs> Tell me what's on the dirty computer. I have a shirt that says, what would Janelle Monet do? So. Do you really? No. Oh, I was like, let me borrow that top. Um, we also have Big Show. The wrestler, the Big Show, really wants to play Kingpin in the next Daredevil project. Sorry, Mr. Show. Hard pass. I don't <laughs> see it. You're tall. You're not wide. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's almost like he doesn't even understand what either he doesn't understand what he looks like or he doesn't understand what the role calls for. He's somehow confused. He was finally like, finally, a role for a big guy. Oh, no. They don't want trees. They want (laughs) fucking roadblocks, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really bummed to find out that the chilling adventures of Sabrina has been chopped off with season four yeah that's pretty sad i i mean not even satan can save them pretty sad about that satan really doesn't come through sometimes i mean what a letdown the boys season two is coming out september 4th so excited we love we we love a dark comic tale yes we love preacher we love the boys give it to us Walking Dead isn't funny, but it's dark. Yeah. It's so, de- and it's, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it in a couple seasons, but definitely enjoyed what I saw. I haven't seen it in a couple seasons, and I think that what, from what I've heard, we're better off. Great. I haven't seen it since I worked with them, and that was a long time ago. I mean, I, it's left a permanent mark on our pop culture, for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean... We're all kooky for zombies now. <laughs> kooky for zombies. Oh, and it's, I don't even know if I could watch The Walking Dead now, given the current circumstances. Oh, God, you're right. It would definitely be a hard watch now. Yikes. But the boys, we will be watching that. Uh, And we'll we'll change gears a little bit here and talk about some wholesome stuff. The last existing blockbuster that's in Bend, Oregon, is now an Airbnb for residents only. It's the residents that have kept them alive. So as a thank you present... You're only paying $4 a night to rent it, which is how much you would pay to rent a video. That is wholesome. That is precious. And mm-hmm. that is crazy. $4. Four US dollars. What? $4 when Disney Plus wants you to pay $30 to watch Mulan. Don't get me started on that shit. I'm really mad about that. If we learned anything, it's that. You go out of business if you're wholesome, (laughs) but you stay in power when you're full of holes in your heart. Yeah, I am very confused by New York Comic Con right now. What are they doing to you? I mean, they finally made the right decision to make their convention virtual, but only after months and months of sitting on it and like, duh, didn't we all see that coming? Yeah, I don't know what the hell they were waiting for. I find it very edgy of them. I mean, they, they're they New Yorkers. They're edgy. What? What? Hey, we're nerding here. Hey, we're nerding here. Also, we don't know if, like, someone on the board is a COVID-idiot. Like, we don't know what's going on there. But how dare they put our most important citizens, famous ones, at <laughs> risk? Could you imagine Jason David Frank going in there and being at risk? Not on my watch. And finally, uh, the New Mutants, the Marvel film that we have been hearing about forever now, mm. is supposed to be in theaters, in theaters, August 28th. That's like, what is that, next week? What? I don't know what's worse. New York Comic Con, like, holding off that long? Or these fools, like, having this weird idea that we're all going to end up in a movie theater. Like, what? Or perhaps they know something we don't know. Oh, they have mutant powers, so. Hmm. They have mutant powers. However it's going to go down, it's not good. I'm I'm calling it. 
I'm calling it. It's not good. It's not. And I really am interested in the movie. So I, I have every confidence the movie is going to be entertaining, but not worth dying over. The movie's for, to die for. No, sorry, Marvel. Speaking of Marvel, haven't started it yet, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just ended. And Did it really? Yeah, seven seasons done. Really upset about it. Want it cool. to go on forever. Um, but yeah, done, gone, sad, crying. But well, well, I have a funny question for you. Mm. If you were any Marvel character, who would you be? Oh, I would definitely, definitely be Squirrel Girl. Ah, she's so good. She's the best. I definitely would want to say that I would be somebody else. I'd want to say I was like Emma Frost or Scarlet Witch, but no, Mm-mm. that's just not accurate. It's so accurate. I like, I can see rodents following you around. You already have a thick size, which I call the nutcrackers. <laughs> it's just, it's too good. And I love her because aside from Deadpool, she's the only one that has the defeats the entire Marvel universe series. Yeah. Which is also where she defeated Dr. Doom, which I always thought that people kind of would joke about how Squirrel Girl is just like, oh, what a silly character. Nah, bitch, she powerful. I love her. She's got it. So undeniably, without a question, I would be Squirrel Girl. Who would you be? I have thought about this question my entire life. (laughs) You've been waiting so many years. I would love to have like the sex appeal and snark of Rogue or She-Hulk. But alas, I am more on the whimsical snark, like crazy snark side, which would probably put me in Lady Deadpool territory. Oh. I want to have that ponytail. Give me that ponytail. Give me that ponytail. Also, she has a very unfortunate face. So... (laughs) You're relating that to you how? I don't want to have to do my makeup. I wear a mask all the time. God, bonus. Yeah. You're ready for COVID. You're wearing a mask already. Yeah, I can cuss all I want. Love it. Love it. Wow, is that it? Are we done with the nerd news? We are donezo funzo. Oh, God, those were some good nerdy newses. I'm really excited about stuff. There's not a lot to look forward to, but here's a goddamn list for you guys. So fun. And now for a segment we call Literal Slogans, where we take all your favorite things and make a worse slogan for it. Get ready with your marshmallows. And your weenies for this delicious roast. Love it. You want to start? Yours are better. Yeah, let's go ahead. Ikea, the perfect ambiance to break up your relationship. We have meatballs. (laughs) Applebee's, fill the screaming void with diarrhea. There's no other way to have diarrhea. Olive Garden, we've replaced your family. In and out, just okay, but worth the envy of your friends. I feel like you could have left that just okay. <laughs> In and out, just okay. Let's be real. We're trying our best. In and out. <laughs> Amazon, one ticket to a capitalist wasteland, please. <laughs> Choo-choo. Um, hmm. Pokemon, training your kids for dog fighting. That's Michael Vick's favorite. <laughs> Pinterest, fantasy football for Karens. It's my favorite one. (laughs) Facebook, keeping you informed on what your racist cousin and Q-indoctrinated high school acquaintance are up to and only what they're up to. It's our algorithm. You just live in it. No soup for you. Teen Vogue, we're surprised we're leading the resistance too. Netflix. Am I still watching? Is there still a pandemic? (laughs) Oh, this is a theme. CVC. No, the guy with the lowest GPA from your hometown doesn't know more than us. (laughs) Uh, Let's do Disney Plus. We'll hold your children's love and your sanity hostage during this, your most trying time. All your properties belong to us. (laughs) Disney. Insert cackle here. (laughs) (laughs) Crunchy roll. What? No tentacle born? Come on. Yeah, come on. Warner Brothers. Wait, 
We had a comics division. Oh, Target. Oh, right. Like you're really going to slum it at Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) How about this one? Toaster strudel. Ever wanted jizz on your breakfast? Oh, you know, I actually went and bought some toaster strudel today. So barely the an- we know we know the answer to that. So. Step on me, mom. <laughs> the MCU. Let's just forget Dark World ever happened. Let's forget Age of Ultron too. Yeah, let's just throw that in there too. Yeet. Chilies. You're always only two drinks away from a shirtless fight in the parking lot. <laughs> Oh, what's the soundtrack to that fight? Uh, Foreigner, obviously. Obviously. All right, I have one more. I know you have a lot more than me. You're a lot more clever, so... I don't think anyone's under any other impression than that, so I'm not trying to fool anyone here. But I got one more. Okay. Airbnb. Making your dreams of affording your own home a reality by letting strangers in while you sleep in your mom's basement. I mean, that's economical. Just math. Yeah. Well, what do you think your parents are watching? Fox News. I'm not racist, but... Isn't that their real slogan? I I believe so. I I think uh, Tucker Carlson came up with that. No, good old Tuck. Star Wars. Spoiler, the stars don't even fight in it. (laughs) That's a joke for my son. (laughs) Yep, that's my only audience. (laughs) And finally, GameStop. Selling 45 games in the cure for cancer? Best we can do is a $1.99 store credit. <laughs> Fuck those guys. They never did anything for me. Yeah, they, they, they deserve whatever fate they have brought upon themselves. Yeah, you know, if this doesn't get us sponsorship, I don't know what will. <laughs> no, we did everything we can. The presenting sponsor of Masters of the Obvious is... Us! us. Producing a podcast is expensive, but you can keep this adequate show in business. And you'll be to blame. (laughs) Mastersoftheobvious.com has all your Motopod merch needs. Are you a friend of ours and want to do the bare minimum? (laughs) Are you trying to get in our pants? We don't have any of those. We got shirts. (laughs) Do you give gifts in place of actual emotional support? Yeah. Well, we have the perfect place for you. Mastersoftheobvious.com. Buy merch. Be a hero to these needy nerds. So we have from Drawings by Nicole. You would never guess her first name. Her name is Nicole Sloan. And (laughs) she's an artist. She runs a small shop and has built this amazing community of weird moms on the internet. And um, we're super excited to have you. Thank you so much, Kirsten and Cynthia, for having me. Yeah, welcome. Aww. It's 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 fun, and it's and it's something that I feel like is pretty needed during this lockdown phase, where you actually get to pretend to have friends for a little while. <laughs> Some sort of yeah, I have to have reminders that there is an outside world, and people also exist because <laughs> it, it's looking more and more like last man standing right now. No, this feels nice to like connect and and talk to other people that aren't children. (laughs) (laughs) But I kind of wanted to touch on um, how Nicole and I met. And it was on Tinder. (laughs) Um, Swiped right hard on her. No, we we both have small small shops. And I think Nicole reached out to me first because she noticed um, that we had a lot of similar interests. Yeah. Yeah. I, I came across Kristen and Tiny Bangs and I was just blown away and I couldn't believe it was right in my backyard. So I wanted to reach <laughs> out any way I could. Yeah. I was like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad the restraining order has expired because it was a rough time for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it was um, Hole, our love of the band Hole and Daria and Nicole just so happened to carry products but for moms and not for kids yeah and you were kind of you're you're more focused on children's and young adult line well a little Mm. bit everything now huh it's I don't even know what to call it anymore I don't really know if it's a clothing shop if we're activists if we're bloggers if we're just a nuisance I don't know (laughs) authors even yeah you're an author too 
Um, Cynthia, have you seen her amazing books? Um, I believe you sent me one. I think I did. Oh yeah, I totally did. Um, but yeah, Nicole, uh, wrote the weird mother, which is a board book for like babies, toddlers. Yeah. Um, and it kind of ties into what you've been doing this whole time, which is talking about like kind of being an alt out, outsider mother and um, like the judgment that comes with it. Uh, but to your kids, you're just their mom. Yeah. But I want, I want to know like how you like built the impressive community of like weird moms and like how that came to be uh, your brand. Yeah. It just sort of, um, happened. It felt like, um, I wasn't the only one that felt weird. It turned out like, I think a lot of people when they become a parent or a mother, um, were told this certain idea of what's going to happen. And when we experience something really different, we kind of like look at each other and go, why is no one talking about this? Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I think that I kind of wanted to talk about like a little bit of postpartum depression, but also being an alternative mom too, and raising children uh, gently. And um, yeah, just like being out in the world and being myself, not having to conform really to any specific idea of what a mother should look like or a parent should look like, but um, just being myself and sort of shrugging off the judgment, I think is good too. Like even today I was at the aquarium you know, it's the middle of COVID. So we're wearing masks. It's outside only. I think they call those liquid zoos. Yeah. <laughs> we were at the water, water zoo. Yeah. I just like, I kind of felt some eyes today as I had my two children and, um, I know I'm doing my best and I know that how I look doesn't really, uh, matter at all. Like my parenting style, I feel really confident in now, but it was a growing process over the last, you know, six plus years. It wasn't something that happened overnight. Um, so I hope to give other people confidence too and know that they're not alone um, in their weirdness, whether it's something that they physically feel like they're showing, like, you know, clothing or tattoos or hair color or something inside uh, where they feel weird or different too. I love that. Um, I've always related to the idea that I felt not really ready or not the right person for parenthood just because I had never seen anyone parent like how I want to parent or look like me. And so the whole, the whole thing just was not appealing to me at all. <laughs> and especially as an alternative person, I feel like in that community, we're told that we can't really beat moms or that's not what moms look like. So yeah. you kind of just have to become your own ideal and then to find people who are similar to you. It's like, whoa, what, what <laughs> you exist. Yeah. Yeah. I think like if you build it, they will come or what have you like this idea of, is that from um, what, Field of Dreams? <laughs> it's from the Bible. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's my favorite book. Um, I know it really well. I don't want to quote anything specific though. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think if you want a particular community, it's best to like live it and then hopefully make friends through that. That makes perfect Definitely. sense. I mean, letting your freak flag fly is what signals people to you. It's like a lighthouse. A weird wonky lighthouse. I don't know how, do you ever, like, I know things are different right now with the pandemic, but like, do you ever go, when, when we used to go out to the places, would you see like another parent that kind of looked like you and you secretly wanted to say hi? I have absolutely no shame. So I don't say hi. I don't do anything secretly. (laughs) (laughs) Much to the disappointment of my family. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, I'm like, what's up? And yeah. I, I, I always fumble and I'm weird, but something about me is endearing enough that I haven't had the cops call on me too often. Yeah. We, and we have like this other fellow weird moms aside from uh, Cynthia, yeah. uh, like, like Tracy and other people in like the small shop community. Like that, that within itself is its own community outside of parenthood. It really is. And can you imagine it's all online? Like some of those people I've never even met and you know, they live, you know, an hour or two away from me, but I feel like we're best friends in some way was where we're touching base every day. And and that kind of stuff is really exciting. And that's kind of ironic too, because you hear a lot of older generations harp on that, you know, things are better in their day before internet and phones. But like, I, there's no way I would have 
come across the people that I come across with or maintain the kind of relationships with them if I yeah. didn't have internet. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it really started in the nineties. If you think about it, just like reaching out to people. True. But I want to talk about like what was kind of the catalyst for you starting uh, your business or did you start off with it being more monocentral? Cause you've been an artist previous to being a mother as well. Right. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I got my master's in photography and, um, it was a very painful experience. Um, very cathartic, just the work I was making and, um, and I went off to teach, um, but there was no teaching positions, uh, in the early two thousands. And so, uh, my husband was like, you know, you used to draw and paint a lot. And, um, I used to sell on like eBay in like 1999. So, so he was like, why don't you try that again? And it was really cool and therapeutic to just like draw, um, especially working in photography. Um, a lot of my professors felt like it was really inauthentic whenever I drew or painted, they were kind of pushing me away from it. Um, so it was like this weird, I don't know, like lowbrow and highbrow, like trying to join those two in my mind. Um, yeah. and like, is it okay for me to paint and draw if I have this lofty degree, this pedigree? And I think, um, kind of breaking the chains of that and, and breaking out of the fine art realm and just being like, you can just be yourself. Like it's, and then when I did start teaching, I told my students that too. I was like, I'm here to teach you photography, but your tool belt, your tool belt could vary. You know, it doesn't have to just be one thing. So I'm also really interested because we talked a little bit about, um, what we like and how uh, we both have used our interests like music and TV shows in our art. And I was wondering, um, what are the other influences that you've had for your business, whether it be like other artists or pop culture things or life circumstances? I'd like to hear more about that. Yeah. Geez. So that's a really great question. And I like the preface of like popular culture because that's just way more accessible. Like a lot of the, we've experienced some of these TV shows or this music and we have like that already like inherent nostalgia for these things. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I like to sometimes incorporate that as like a jumping point for, for, you know, stickers or t-shirts or whatever. Um, but I think comic books right now is like really inspiring to me. Um, trade paperbacks, um, and just, yeah, just like queer young adult comic books right now is just really piquing my interest, uh, with drawing. So, so sometimes even though I'm called drawings by Nicole, I don't feel like I'm that great of a drawer. And I also don't draw as often as I'd like. So I think it's good to be inspired and challenged by other artists. And right now that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> Ooh, I want to hear more about the comic books that you read. Um, yeah, I mean, geez, like, um, like the witch boy is definitely, um, something I really like. Um, uh, and let's see the dress, the, the dressmaker and the prince or the prince and the dressmaker. But, um, yeah. And I could have some other recommendations, but it's, it's almost like, reading it is also kind of like therapeutic too, of like feeling my young queer child inside of me. (laughs) Um, yeah. So it's, it's cool to read these books and sort of be happy that they're accessible for other people now, these young people. So I, I do, you know, I love that. I love, um, that the internet has done that for us, like for what a trash fire it could be. And yeah. it is sometimes it still not only provides us with connection, but almost a key to the boys room, boys room. <laughs> so we can pee. <laughs> no, the boys club <laughs> yeah. or, or just the hierarchy of art or whatever, just be able to put it out there and find your people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have you been in LA your whole life? Yeah. I've been here. Pretty, yeah. I, I grew up in the Valley. Um, 
and I live in Long Beach now. And I, I lived in Santa Cruz for like a year, which I don't even, it's like a blip. Did they film uh, Lost Boys in Santa Cruz? Because that's what I think of. Yeah, the <laughs> pier. We need more vampire movies, right? like immediately. Not where they're glittery. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I had never seen the movies and I watched them in the last year or so. And they were extremely entertaining. I mean, probably not for what they were intended. But they, dude, they are so funny. They're so funny. Actually, the, the soundtracks are bad. funny. They aren't. They really aren't bad either. The soundtracks are good, but yeah, no, they are funny. They're funny, they are and Kristen Stewart's good to look at. But yeah, I, I was it was it you I was talking about this with about when all the girls when the Twilight movies came out were like Team Edward. Or Team Jacob, but then when they got in touch with the sexuality, everyone became Team Bella. Bella. <laughs> no, yeah, Bella should for sure just eject out of that toxic situation oh and just God. choose herself. <laughs> exactly. There's some fanfic for us. Do you want to talk about the pandemic and what it's been like for you with your kids and work and how it's affected you? Um, me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been wild. It's been uh, cool though. Like I feel like it really has pared down like to what's really important. Um, and I felt like before COVID I was kind of like going, 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 just like constantly driving, um, myself crazy, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, just like taking my kids to school, ballet, swim, you know, play dates. It felt like a, it was, it felt like a lot and I wasn't really slowing down enjoying my time with them. So there's, uh, you know, obviously that comes with a lot of privilege. I feel very lucky that I'm able to do that. Um, but I definitely have my hard days where it's hard to squeeze in work. Um, I'm in like a unique situation where I don't really have to work 40 hours a week because I work for myself, but yeah, it's, I definitely get frustrated and I'm not my best self sometimes. Yeah. And it's frustrating because, um, with the COVID spikes, it just feels like a group project and like some people aren't doing their part of the assignment. Um, while a lot of us are staying home and wearing masks when we're outside. Speaking of masks, I love your masks that you make. They are literally the only masks that I can wear where I don't feel like I'm being suffocated. And I always get compliments on them. And I bought one for my mom too. And I love them. So I just wanted to tell you that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. At first it was like, um, I bought just some plain black ones. Cause I was like, I have contacts with China and I'm like, people need protective gear. But then I started making designs and I had a few people that were like, Oh, this is going to be over in two weeks. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Why are you making masks? And I'm like, I got a feeling this is going to be around for a while and people need to be safe. Um, and yeah, so it, it feels weird to sell something in the middle of a pandemic um but i see people selling masks for like 25 dollars. i'm like you're crazy yeah. so I, I try and keep them cheap at like nine $10. yeah totally affordable especially for what they are the especially the three layer ones like that's crazy cheap yeah thank you yeah they're awesome that actually reminds me we were talking about um nicole's first board book that she came out with which sold really well too which which one the weird mother or <laughs> the, the weird, your yeah. first one weird mother sold really yeah. well yeah yeah. And I, I self-published that and I haven't really, I'm holding on to that one. I'm keeping it in my arsenal, but the second book I did with a publisher, Mama Needs a Minute. Yeah. And it's, and it's a matte cover too. Yeah. Yeah. So I know with a little glossy bit mm. on it. Oh, she's highbrow. <laughs> um, so, but this, I feel like this actually ties in to talking about the pandemic too, is just like, like how do you take care of your mental health when you're a mother? And these situations or, or how do you communicate with your kids about boundaries and things like that? And I feel like it's pretty timely. So what do you, what do you guys do to um, maintain some sort of like boundaries and good mental health as a parent during the pandemic? I want Cynthia to go first. Oh, <laughs> nothing. Zero. I'll, I'll have, be off her answers. If right off the bat, I don't have many boundaries. That's my problem. <laughs> So that's my number one problem. No boundaries. So uh, maintaining them is not a problem for me if you don't have them to begin with. But uh, yeah, we're not doing a lot. I think this is a good time to ask what you've been reading and what you've been watching, what you've 
what things you're excited about watching or reading when they come out? I just watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Nice. Oh, is it, is it already on? You know, I didn't watch the the third, the new installment, but I I pulled up the original one to kind of prepare me mm-hmm. for the third installment. <laughs> and um, it held. Like, nice. It, yeah, it's still, it's still, you know, I was a little bored in the beginning, but then it caught me. <laughs> you have slugs now, don't you, Nicole? I have snails, first off. <laughs> wow. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that on your writer to not talk about slugs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I got, you know, yeah. So I don't know if you guys, you have a turtle, right, Kirsten? Like a little <sighs> most useless little... pet ever. Yeah. So sometimes weird stuff. Cynthia, did you start anything weird during this i'm surely not going for abs like i'm just no podcast. obviously <laughs> podcast that's it like we're not getting a podcast, pet. Yeah. we're not yeah mm-hmm. i know it's like everyone's getting dogs I'm like am i supposed to get a dog no. i just got <gasps> don't do I it i just got some snails that's great i like briefly considered like uh fostering like a cat or something but then i realized like i'm mm-hmm. definitely allergic to cats so that'd be a bad idea but <laughs> Yeah. Why'd that even cross your mind? Because they're cute and they need some help. And I was like, oh, maybe now I'll die. That's very wholesome. <laughs> I also am allergic to cats, but I always momentarily forget it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like rolling around. And my husband looks over. It's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'll be fine. And then the next day, I'm just like completely useless. I have butthole eyes, you know, when they get like really swollen. <laughs> <laughs> happens to me too so it's terrible but how do you like how is a snail a pet like how does that work um so it was super weird um uh at the beginning of covid my husband was like let's get sonia a little fish tank and i was like super against it so Sonia's my six-year-old um and i was like Ugh, i was like super grumpy i was like i don't want a fish tank i'm gonna be the only one that cleans it like i got super grumpy about it and they got a fish tank with like rainbow rocks and like all these different colored plants and it's like super cute and she loves it. And she got some like little rainbow tetras. And the second time we went, I just kind of looked at this aquatic snail and I was like, do you want to get the snail? And she's like, sure. Just like throw it in. I mean, it was like $3 and it just was so magical. And (laughs) it is like a tiny elephant. It is, it's a majestic creature. And now we have, I've like started to collect them across different. Now I have a fish tank, (laughs) um, as well. And now mine, mine's full of like all these different weird aquatic snails too. So, um, I just really like looking at them. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird what you pick up in the middle of a (laughs) pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) I love that though. Have you been getting any reading done? You're a pretty busy lady though. Me reading? Um, yeah, mostly just trade paperbacks, but I haven't recently. Um, but, um, geez, I just read, um, I'm not really good with titles. And sometimes I send the books off like the second I'm like, Oh, this person would like this. Um, because I ship on Tuesdays and then I'm just like, I throw it in a bag and off it goes. Um, but stepping stones by Lucy Kingsley. Uh, I don't, I don't know her last name, but, um, she had this really good, um, trade paperback about, um, her parents divorcing and she goes and lives on a farm and meets kind of like this, the stepsister that she doesn't really get along with. And it was super cute. And she's a mom too. And, um, it was weird because for some reason I was like trying to look her up and I noticed that she ordered from me. And then I felt like super honored that like a New York times bestselling author would like even know who I am or buy from me. Um, yeah, I was like fangirling out so bad. Um, but yeah, but what about you guys? What are you reading or what? I already told you Bill and Ted. I need to know what terrible things you guys are listening to and watching. Oh, it's just all, every time I drive anywhere, which isn't very often, it's all podcasts. And then if I'm home, I'm just watching whatever my kid's watching. But last night we did, yeah. my, my son's at my mom's house. So we binged um, Russian Doll. Oh, so good. So good. And then. Uh, so good. That's kind of topical where it's like every day. Yeah, right? It's a little, it hit, it hit home a little too hard. You know? It's the better Groundhog Day. Right. <laughs> Just like how I think 13 going on 30 is a better big. For sure. 
Mm. No doubt. So also no weird like pedophilia undertones. Yeah, yeah. Thirteen going on thirty is a solid movie. I'll I'll defend that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not reading not to disgrace Tom Hanks in any well, way, but that didn't really age well. I mean Tom Hanks is gonna be okay, no matter what we say. <laughs> He's America's sweetheart. <laughs> he was like the first he was like the first celebrity to 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 catch COVID, right? Mm-hmm. I mean I admire you both. I know you're both reading stuff. I do not have the inclination. I don't have the, the focus right now. Like I'm like weirded out and paranoid and anxious. Like I can't sit down and read. So it's got to be yeah. like things in bursts. I can't do that. So I, you guys are you guys are awesome. I was really uh, because we started stocking comic books on Tiny Bangs. Some of mm-hmm. the newer ones that we started stocking. Um, my favorite is Harley Quinn Breaking Glass. And I've always been, and it's actually for a youth audience. It's their DC kids division. And same moment with Nicole, where I went, we actually did a review of the book and then I went to go tag the author and she had already followed us. Oh, uh, amazing. It's always like a weird moment where it's like, notice me, senpai. <laughs> <laughs> notice Aww. me. Um, but yeah, I like it because I've always been on the fence about Harley Quinn and not necessarily the character herself, but more um, how Her origins people, yeah, how people have reacted to her. Um, I wasn't a big fan of how romanticized her relationship with Joker was. And in the new, like in general in the media or in like recent I mean, always. films. I- yeah. But just the whole like people romanticizing that relationship where it's toxic and he obviously like is not is not like the ideal boyfriend and it's not the ideal partnership. Totally. Like um and the and the cartoon, the Batman cartoon is where she made her first appearance. And uh and there was definitely a kind of a cult following for Harley Quinn then and calling it relationship goals, but it wasn't until that hit the main, you know, the big screen with Suicide Squad when you had like these mass produced Halloween costumes and sets and you would see like little kids even dressed mm-hmm. up as Harley Quinn and Joker. And I'm like, first of all, why are you watching Suicide Squad? <laughs> and secondly, I hate that you think this is normal or okay. So I, w- I was always kind of on the fence about showing my kids um, anything Harley Quinn. And then I read the the graphic novel and it's amazing. And it's the first time it's it's definitely in the same vein as the the recent movie where she's finding her independence in her own voice. And nice. I don't know. It's just it's I love the direction they're going with like these material now, but it's so updated and aware and woke, <laughs> quote unquote. Um could you do some fun questions. Yeah. Maybe Cynthia can do the fun questions. Um okay. I mean, I wish they were more fun now that I'm looking at them, but they're funny, I guess. What's your favorite word? Poop. Nice. Nice. <laughs> what are you not very good at? Drawing. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> not, tr- not true. Not true. She's just doing that to set everyone's expectations super low, and then they go to her handles and like, wow. We're, yeah, we're all aware what she's doing. It's not working. <laughs> we all know. Um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Shoot gluten-free spaghetti out of my hands. That's already cooked and ready to eat. <laughs> you just took a killing in Silver Lake too. Um, and your, uh, top three comic books. Um, oh God, that's awful. That's like the meanest question ever. Um, you know, one of the first comic books that really drew me in was probably why the last man um so that is uh that's one that i hold dearly um and then probably saga which it's tough because uh, it's weird when things just get so popular that you felt like it was private for you um and then obviously more recently paper girls i thought was excellent too um and i'm excited to see so I, i really love brian k vaughn um, and, and just sort of the characters that he writes. Um, oh my God, all three of them are from Brian K. Vaughn. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, Brian K. Vaughn, lock your windows, lock your doors. <laughs> Get that restraining order. <laughs> I thought it was for me. Now it's for other people. <laughs> yeah. So just. He's amazing, you know. though. I, I don't blame him. 
everything he does is pretty excellent. So agreed. Yeah. I, I think image in general is just killing it. I think image for sure is bringing a lot of like female authors and just like really strong female characters that aren't overly sexualized, aren't looking for romance. Um, I think that's just like really good to see. And especially, you know, we grow up with like Marvel or DC. And I remember going to like San Diego Comic-Con and being like, oh, Dark Horse or some of these other like emerging uh, labels, but Image has just been excellent. Um, And they brought back like some of the Archie comics and Sabrina and those are exciting to see too. They're all, I have not seen an image comic that wasn't just beautiful visually. Too. Uh, yeah. Um, I, so I had some questions for you about um, parenting and what is the best advice you could give to another parent that you've learned. I think it's important to acknowledge that your child, um, really depending on their age, but most definitely will never say, um, what can I do for you, mom, for you to recharge your batteries, unless you've raised the most amazing empath child uh, ever. So um, in order to demonstrate to your child that um, you deserve time as well, you can only do it through performative action, I think, because otherwise you're just teaching your child uh, that like this idea of the selfless mother um, that's like, the patron saint of motherhood, you know, like you really do need to say like, Hey, we did this fun stuff. You know, like today we went to the aquarium. I'm going to have you watch a movie while I go, you know, do whatever I need to do, whether it's stare at my fucking aquatic snails. (laughs) (laughs) Snails are not going to stare at themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, just like if you don't push back for your ch- like if you don't set those boundaries with your children, uh, I mean, I know Cynthia said you had no boundaries. I doubt that. You look fucking gorgeous. Like I know, <laughs> like you, you have your lipstick, you your hair dyed. You did a little more than I did. <laughs> that mama had a minute. <laughs> <laughs> mama had a whole day. Don't, mama had, mama's had twenty years of training for this, and I could do it in five minutes. <laughs> but thank you. Nice. Um, but yeah, just carving out time. Yeah. I think kids do internalize a lot of that too. Like if, if, if they see you constantly being selfless and, and work overworking yourself to your de- detriment, mm-hmm. then they're going to think that's what they need to do. And will feel bad if they're not as, you know, productive or selfless. And it's kind of like an unfair Role model to get them. And on the flip side of that, they can also just become very accustomed to everybody, you know, bowing to their whims and and Mm -hmm. and having everything done for them. And then what kind of kid have you raised then too? It's really fun being a parent, guys. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great balance that we have to understand. Yeah. How to how to yeah, how to raise someone kind, but also like knows how to get their string cheese and like cut their own apple. (laughs) Totally. I've I've been finding it really hard to navigate how much of what's going on with me and my emotions and state um, that I'm allowed to share with the kids. I think that being vulnerable is good, but you also don't want to burden them Mm -hmm. with your troubles. Right. And would you say your troubles um, are pandemic related or just like self-exploration right now? Um, A little bit of both. I mean, I'm a insatiable extrovert, so not being around people and not being active and, Mm. getting out has been wearing on me mentally, but you know, I have a disability as well. And, um, being able to be, um, like honest with the kids when I don't feel well, or I need yeah. space or, um, uh, without freaking them out or making them feel like, um, they're part of the problem has been, yeah. I think, you know, having a relationship with your kids that isn't necessarily a friendship and still a, you know, adult to child relationship is kind of hard to navigate, especially when they get older. Yeah, Riot's 11 and it's really hard to remind myself <laughs> that they're not an adult sometimes. You know what? Because yeah. they are. Max is six and I keep having to remind myself like, dude, you know what? He doesn't, he doesn't have the emotional maturity for that. Stop treating him like he's a, like he's your friend, even though he's super Mm -hmm. smart and he's got the, you know, mental faculties to go, you know, tete-a-tete with you when it comes to conversations, he's still a kid and he still doesn't get it. And I have to remind myself all the time that he's, he's a kid. Chill out. Yeah. 
there's like unhealthy examples of that in pop culture too. Like Lorelai Gilmore, Gilmore effect. <laughs> right. Where you treat mm. your kid like they're your BFF and they, you know, they're got your, your mental equal. Do you have any other um, drops coming up or, or projects? Um, I do have a new board book coming out. So it'll be the third one. Um, and it's called uh, The Unicorn's Rainbow. It's a little different because it's not necessarily mom based. Um, this idea of like the weird mother, mama needs a minute. It's a different sort of um, path. It's about a unicorn and it's about a unicorn um, that makes a rainbow that doesn't really look like everybody else's. Okay. And um, yeah, they're feeling kind of insecure and shy about that. And I think they realize that it's okay to be different in the end. So that's awesome. I'm excited about it. Why don't you tell people where they can find you online and your home address and your social security number? Well, my social security <laughs> number is one. Um, You can find find me at drawingsbynicole.com. I'm also on Instagram at drawingsbynicole. And if you need to get something off your chest, we have a group on Facebook, um, Drawing by Nicole's The Weird Mom Club. Nice. I'm in that group. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thanks Thanks for agreeing to do this. This has been so fun. You've been such a great guest and really, really enjoyed it. And I'm a huge fan of yeah. your stuff. So I'm, I'm absolutely Aww. thrilled that you're able to do this for us. Oh, thank you so much. We did it. Yes, we did. Thank you so much to our guest, Nicole Sloan. What a fucking treasure. Truly. And please check out our website, mastersoftheobvious.com for news and merch. You can also find us on Instagram at Masters of the Obvious, Facebook at Masters of the Obvious, and Twitter at Masters of the O. Ooh, those girls know how to technology. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and leave a glowing review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you for listening. We love you a lot. A little too much. <laughs>